guys. Welcome back. Let me get situated. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Open. My name is Arletta. I am your girl. I am ya bitch. And today is going to be a fun fucking episode. Okay. Here's what I had a plan for for today. I posted an Ask Arlie on my Instagram page, Stay Open Podcast. And for the people that responded, thank you. First of all, for the people that didn't respond, but I know viewed my story, just know I see you. And I got so many responses that I thought it's my second week back, second episode in season three, and why not just have a little catch up have a little one-on-one -on -one talk with me, something very chill and I don't know, I haven't been in front of the microphone in a while. So I wanna just sit down and, are you gonna come up here? He always jumps into my lap, always. And he always has to announce himself like that. Anyways, I thought we'd go through my Ask Arlie's and I'd answer them because I got so many I think I can have a whole episode out of it and you know if you know me if you know me you know that I could probably make a whole episode out of each one but I thought all of them are super relevant to things that I'm experiencing right now things that I've been dealing with the last couple of months that I'd love to talk on like speak on and if it turns into something where a lot of you are like, oh my God, I love that episode. Can you go deeper? I'll make a full episode on these items. But with all that's going on right now, I just feel like we need, we need a little bit of everything. We need some love, some grace, some me time, some girl time, all of it. So without further ado, well, first, I guess, okay, wait, first, I just have to share. I'm so freaking excited. We finally picked a place for my bachelorette trip. I'm not sharing just yet, okay? It's nothing set in stone until it is bought, paid, booked, and I know my friends are coming, then we'll talk, but I'm just so excited. This is probably, uh, if I can hear you purring in the mic, it's gonna be a problem. I know the mic's gonna be picking this up. All right, well, I will share with you at another time the actual location, but just know it's so fucking fun. I never thought I would have the balls because here's the thing. Okay, let me just share with you a little bit about where my headspace has been. And don't you worry. If you know me, you know I'm making a whole fucking series on this space about everything bridal, all my fucking opinions and my not so popular opinions and all of that. But we'll just get into it briefly, okay? I did, I get really uncomfortable asking the people that I love to spend money on me. Like, I don't love the option because I'm, let me, okay, let me rephrase that. I am a fucking bougie bitch. I know that I am. I know that I love the finer things of life. If you know me, you know that. You know that I, if I go in, I go all out. That's just who I am. And I realize as the Piscean being that I am, that sometimes those dreams and those realities don't add up. So for instance, 
I'm still, you know, I just started my own business. I'm not necessarily out here to go balls to the wall financially. I'm thinking that I'm fucking Kylie Jenner and I can take all my besties on my private jet with their fucking personalized on Julio, um, 1940 or what is it? 1842, 1942 with their fucking personalized crystal diamond encrusted necklaces. Like I think I'm that person. I want to be that person. I will get there in life where I can, you know, wine and dine and spend money on my best friends because I just adore them so much. They go, they have been through so much with me and there is never, there will never be enough words or actions in my life to thank each and every one of these people. Thank you for how much they have done for me. And I'm not going to get emotional about it, but like, I want them to have a good time and I have a hard time knowing that I'm expensive and knowing that I want to do something crazy. And a lot of them, like, let's be real. We are not in times where everybody just has all this fucking money floating around to go on a huge expensive trip. So I know that we're, you know, not everybody's got it like that and not, and I don't even have it like that, you know? So I've been trying to compromise my like my absolute dream of what I would love to do, which is Italy through and through to reel it in a little bit. And I compromised with my wedding because just, you know, with COVID and where the world was at travel wise and how expensive flights have been, I couldn't justify spending money on a wedding and then also asking, you know, asking my friends to be my bridesmaids and pay for, you know, X, Y, and Z items and then also fly and pay $2,000 to fly across the ocean. Like that is just, it was unrealistic to me. And so I decided, you know what, I, I have a beautiful compromise with my current situation, with my current wedding. I'm so fucking excited for it and I love where it is and I believe everything happens and works out for a reason and so I just didn't want to compromise this is a long-winded runaround to just say I didn't want to compromise where I'm going on my bachelorette I didn't I want to go fucking all out this is my one time my one time to be have an excuse to have my favorite people which is like huge for me in my heart to have my favorite people around me partying with me celebrating our friendship our life, how fucking crazy we're, t we're in our late twenties now. I'm 27. I'm 27 and I'm married and I'm getting married. Like that is crazy. That is nuts. And I want to celebrate it with my best friends. And I am so grateful to have the amount of people that I have by my side that I've had in my life for a very long time. That's the other thing that I've realized. And I don't think a lot of people can relate to this truly. It's you're rare and you're a really good friend if you can relate to what I'm about to say. I've carried, I have friends that I carry for a long time. Like if you are then in my life and you're put to that level to me where I care about you so deeply, we're, we're friends for life. So I have them from all walks of life and we'll go through that, but we just booked it.
and I'm very excited and I hope everyone can come. And if they can't come, that's also okay because I know that it can be a lot financially and I'm not trying to force anybody to spend a huge amount of money. I just get uncomfortable with asking people to spend money. I'm not one of those brides that's like, you have to have this dress. You ha it's $300. You have to fly here for four different events. No, 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 no. We're just gonna have a grand, we're gonna have a good fucking time. And I'm so excited. So, huh, let's get started. <clears throat> let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Open. I already said this, but in case it didn't make any fucking sense, I posted an Ask Arlie on my page and I'm so grateful for everyone or on my story and I'm so grateful for everyone that answered because I got enough answers to do a whole episode. So let's get right fucking into it. Yeah, I got a lot. You guys fucking rock. Thank you to everyone who asked me a question. So I guess we'll start with the first question that I have, because it kind of segues from what I was just talking about, continues it a little. How are wedding plans coming along? They are coming along. I am not a crazy bride. My mom would say otherwise. My mom and dad laughed in my face when I said this to them. Um, I don't consider myself crazy. I consider myself very relaxed and very... I love event planning. It is not something that is stressful for me. It is something that I really love doing. And I'm also someone who loves the details. So I want it to be personalized in a cute way from top to motherfucking bottom. Like if I don't want any stone left unturned, I will think of everything. And I am thinking of everything. And I think it takes a lot for other people to think outside of the box like that. So especially with weddings, I will say it's been difficult for me because there are not a lot of options, people. Like, come on, in America, we are not creative. We do the same copy and paste thing for every single person. And it's like a little different here and there. Like, okay, you throw in an extra element. Like, yes, I love when people do different things because it's like not every couple is a copy and paste situation to every wedding. Like I love weddings that are personalized. I love weddings that make sense for the people that you're there for. I'm not thinking of, I'm not thinking in the traditional sense and that's difficult, especially when it comes to packages that um, restaurants have or venues have like people have our limitations and you can't just bop around and um, multifunctional spaces are really hard to find on a cheap budget because then you have to bring in all your vendors and those cost those cost an arm and a leg so I'm trying to do this within an amount of money that when I look back I don't vomit um, because people spend so much money on their wedding and it's really, to me, I think every, I think everything deserves to be celebrated. And sometimes we're so money focused in this world that we think, oh, it'd be great to just take that 45 grand or however much and put it into a house. And yes, I agree. If that works for you, if that's the best option for your life do it. 
fucking take that 45, don't have a wedding, elope and get a house. I know that's what my sister's going to do. I was actually, I was just talking to somebody about this yesterday and it's always fucking easy. Let's, this is real talk. It is so easy for women who have already been married to tell you what they think you should do on your wedding. Like, and there's a difference between advice and then being so like, oh, you absolutely can't do this. Or I would not have done that. I would have just, now I would have just taken the money and gone. Well, of course you choose that. Now you've already done the other option. I believe things should be celebrated. And I love this motherfucker so much. I love him. And I am so excited to celebrate our love. And so it's, to me, it's worth it, but I'm trying to make it worth it financially. Like I don't want to spend too much money, but I also want everything personalized. So then again, I'm trying to reel myself in reality. And again, dreams and reality, expectation, reality, Arletta, I know, but they're coming along. I'm so excited for everything that we have and where it's gonna be in the venue. Like it's just, it's so cool. It's very Zach and I, and I'm bringing in a lot of different essences of us, I think for the night. And that's just gonna be fun. And ultimately to me, the most important things are to have my favorite people there all in one room, celebrating love, celebrating me and my love and, you know, I don't know, just accepting and celebrating, not accepting, but celebrating this huge life milestone. And I think it's so important to take those opportunities when you could have everyone that you love in one room. That's rare. And a wedding is one of those examples that people could be there. So if you're kind of juggling between like a wedding or money, what do you value more in life? I value people and relationships and not about money for me all the time so I'm I'm very excited and yeah uh, Zachary asked will you marry me yes I will a thousand times yes let's see what else how do you keep your relationship strong when your man is deployed honestly my relationship I keep my relationship strong with him when he's deployed because our relationship is strong when he's not deployed, when he's here. So it's like, that's more of a maintain period. Like it's already strong. And for those of you whose family member or someone you know that you're in contact with, or your loved one, your romantic partner is in the military, then you know that communication is a little different. Like you have to find ways to make time for each other and really appreciate the small amounts of time that you may get or may or may not get with each other and hold, you know, that has to last you. Like when he, when Zach lived in Italy for two years, I could have been so in my head every time I left him and let my own mind and my own self-doubt ruin the relationship. But instead, I just you just have to stay positive and focused on what matters, which is you too. So it's really about understanding that he's in it as much as I'm in it and not letting your brain do what it does naturally, which is sometimes 
perpetuate the worst possible outcome. You have to just rely on everything that he says or she says to you when you're there in the moment and make time for each other when it counts and never underestimate what like one of my favorite things that Zach has always done. And this may seem really small and silly, but he will call me and he would call me when we were apart long distance for like three minutes in between a meeting or if he had to be up super early and couldn't talk to me on the phone, like a full ass FaceTime, he would just call me for five minutes just to be like, Hey, I'm going to bed. I just want to let you know, I love you. And I thought about you all day and we would hang up and I would just hold on to that. And it would make my heart so warm because he thought about me, you know, and it's those little things that make huge impacts because you don't have the luxury to just sit around each other and just stare at your phones when you only see each other for a weekend, maybe every month or a week out of a couple, couple of months. It's, it's so important about the quality of, of time that you spend together when you are together and letting that kind of last when, when you might not see him for a long time. And I feel so blessed because I know some women who really have quite literally given birth to their children when their husband is away on deployment and he's on a FaceTime call. Like that is a level of strength that is beyond me. And it really is what you're willing to do for the person. And if I will say too, if you find yourself not wanting to do those things, like not wanting to stop what you're doing in the middle of the your nighttime routine to speak to your person over a FaceTime, or if he's not willing to give you those daily check-in phone calls where you're like, hey, I know even if you're so fucking busy, because let's be honest, there are other jobs and other situations where people are long distance outside of the military, and those jobs are busy too. So Sometimes one person is extremely busy and it's very easy if you don't put in time to talk. It's very easy to not talk for a couple of days. I could see that. I could see how couples communication is like the biggest issue because you really have to put it first. Even if it's a two minute phone conversation, even if it's a, a letter that you sit down and write and send it through the mail, like just little things keep us strong. I think, um, sorry, I don't, really know how to end that because I could talk forever about it. And I do have uh, an episode on long distance relationships um, and the long distance formula with Zach. So you should go listen to that if you haven't already, because that will answer hopefully any question that you have regarding how we kept it strong during our like most long distance times. What keeps me positive? I think honestly, what keeps me positive is knowing that the alternative brings nothing good to my life. How people, I think I argue with this about my, with my dad because I'm an optimist, which optimism is not necessarily always equivalent to positivity, but they are both on a positive scale in my opinion. But my dad is like, oh, that's, you know, you're not realistic or you, you have an unrealistic way of looking at things sometimes. I think it just doesn't make sense for me to be negative 
when I know that negativity breeds nothing good, brings nothing good to my life. Positivity only multiplies your life. You know, what you appreciate appreciates my Appalachian sister queen that I feel like we are best friends and she doesn't even know it. Um, yeah, you just, I think like tangible things that have made me more of a positive person that you could implement, implement into your life. So the first thing that I would recommend is Hemisync technology. And what Hemisync is, thing that I went to a retreat, a day retreat at my yoga studio and it was eight hours of Hemisync and um, you have to be certified in it to actually administer it to people and you can get your certification through the Monroe Institute, but it's a trademarked piece of um, binarial beat sound technology that has been trademarked by the Monroe Institute and that was created to, it basically takes your, well, I'll explain it on, I'll just explain it straight from, straight from the horse's mouth. This is Monroe Institute. It says Hemisync, short for hemispheric synchroniz synchronization, is an audio gui guidance binarial beat technology developed by consciousness pioneer Robert Monroe. Through extensive brainwave research, Monroe and his team observed that specific sound patterns could safely and gently guide your brain into various states ranging from deep relaxation or sleep to expanded mindfulness or extraordinary states. The audio guidance process works quite simply by sending different sounds or tones to each ear by stereo headphones. So you have to have headphones listening to it. And it actually takes your brain into an optimal condition for improving um, human performance and what it does is it links, it matches up your left and right hemisphere sound waves. And so it puts you in a theta wave. So it takes your brain from a beta, puts it into a theta, and it allows you to reach a deep state of meditation. It's a meditation that I put on. It's through the Monroe Institute, and they actually have an app called Expand that you pay a subscription for. Um, but it is something that I, since I've done it and since I experienced what it was like to be in that deep meditative state, it's something I have needed and craved to continually go back to. So the actual app has amazing different guided hemi-sync prompts and there's ones on joyfulness and positivity. There's ones on healing. There's ones on quantum jumping, you know, leaping into the future. Like you could go really crazy with it. There's an astral projection one. So I just love it. I love it. I love it. I highly recommend if you are looking for something, if you're someone who wants to get into meditation, but you aren't necessarily the best at meditating and quieting your mind, this is exactly what you need. You can also look up Hemisync um, technology guided you know, guided hemi-sync on YouTube, and I'm sure there's YouTube videos, but it is a trademark through Monroe Institute, so I usually make sure that it's coming directly from Monroe Institute um, because they are the experts and they know um, that technology the best. But you can also do sound, it's similar to sound wave frequencies, like sound healing therapy, but 
it's this specific tuning between the left and right ear that bond your brain and it is amazing and it is the most relaxing recoverative thing that i've done for meditation and i will never stop doing it because i'm obsessed with it now so that's the first thing that i would say i do to stay positive um, and I also kind of talked about this briefly in my last podcast, but I'm writing down my gratitudes every day. I'm making a point to write down my gratitudes. It helps me realize how much seriously I have to be grateful for. And I think now more than ever, we, a lot of us are, are seeing just how truly grateful we are in our lives and how is that not something to be fucking positive about? So, yeah. Next question. Oh, girl. Can we talk about burnout? Yeah, we can. Uh, we can absolutely talk about burnout. That is something that deserves its own fucking podcast episode, but I will say this just really quickly. If I'm burning out, there's a couple reasons. The first reason is I'm putting too much on my plate and I'm not taking enough off of it. I'm not actually either getting the things done that I could get done. I'm, I'm not cleaning up. You know, I'm not finishing my to-do list on top of the X amount of other things that life's throwing at me. You know, I think sometimes life throws a lot at us and we go through seasons where we have a lot going on and then maybe we have a little less going on and then we, and our life adjusts accordingly. Some seasons of life are extremely hard outside of just what you're doing from your day to day, but yet it never seems to stop pouring on you. You know, when it rains, it pours and your car's fucked up and you're, um, and you know, I don't know. I was going to say a bunch of stuff in my life, but I've been going through one of those seasons. So that's hard to do that and have all your to do stuff on your calendar. So I'm either keeping too much on my plate. I'm either not adjusting to the reality of my current circumstances, meaning if I know that I have a week filled for work. I'm not going to put on my plate more than I can chew. That's gonna be a very almost holistically spiritual week for me where I'm feeding, I'm doing nothing but feeding myself. So I'm making sure that my cup is constantly being filled so I'm not being drained in that important area of my life. Because sometimes we also subconsciously too put too much on our plate when we damn well know, you know, this week's going to be crazy. I can't possibly add another commitment onto it. Or, you know, I really need to listen to myself. And I know that at the beginning of the week, I agreed to go out with my girlfriends this weekend. But now I'm noticing how tired I am. I'm going to cancel and spend a night in. So those are like little fixes. That's like a fix to a problem you could do is start taking stuff off your plate. But I'm either piling too much on, I'm either not having a reality of how much I actually have going on 
and start taking things off or I haven't listened to myself for so fucking long that I've been going and going and going and maintaining the plate and thinking I'm good and doing all these things but not actually feeding myself back anything and then I realize oh shit I'm burnt I'm burnt out and then I and then I fall into what I was just in for the last five months hello burnout reality and I had to really step back and reassess and think I can't do it all. I can't do, I can't start a thousand things at once. And that's what I was doing. I was trying to start a thousand things at once. I was trying to juggle a thousand things at once, but I wasn't giving anything back to myself. And I wasn't actually, you know, optimizing my time. And I wasn't actually making time for soul filling conversations. And I really, would urge you if you are feeling like you are in a burnout, on the brink of a burnout, sit down first before you even assess the negative. Okay, talk about assess, talk about positivity. Sit down and think about what fills your soul. Baths at the end of the night with candles and healing sound frequencies and my crystals and saging my my environment, cleaning all my clothes, putting them away, feeling like my house is clean, and then getting in a bath, that fills me, that recharges me. Watching, this sounds so silly, and I've talked about this in a podcast before, but watching an inspirational documentary, it's usually like a nature-related documentary for me, um, but like, a oh God, Beyonce's Coachella, for instance, that fills me, that makes me feel like, Bitch, I am a boss. I'm, I have this in me. I have the energy in me. I always, oh my God, scheduling, and this is hard, scheduling a good night's sleep. Making sure no matter what the fuck's going on, you are going to bed at eight and waking up at whenever the hell you want or eight to eight, 12 hours. Like there's something about going to bed early that is more therapeutic than waking up late. So instead of going to bed at midnight and saying, oh, I'm going to sleep until one, go to bed at eight, get cozy, have your nighttime routine early, eat early, get into bed, maybe even throw, you know, drink a glass of wine, throw on an episode of Real Housewives, but just not even Real Housewives. You got to do something relaxing. Love is Blind is so cute this year. Throw on an episode of Love is Blind and just like ride. And go to sleep early, wake up, you will feel like a new woman. Um, but yeah, write down a list of what fills you. And when you come, when you realize, okay, this is what fills me. A yoga class fills me or a walk on the, by the river fills me or a smoothie in the morning fills me. Find little pockets in your week where you can literally click and drop right into your life because your life is crazy, but you need to make sure you're feeding yourself back because you can do it. When people say you can't, I love when people tell me I can't fucking do something. I really do because you don't know what I'm capable of. Only I know what I'm capable of. And I know what you're capable of, which is a hell of a lot more than what you give yourself credit for. And especially as women, we multitask so fucking well. 
we know how to run circles around people and we are given that energy because we literally raise the children, the village. Hello. But anyways, you can do anything you set your mind to and you can do as many things as you set your mind to, but you just have to optimize it and you just have to make it work for you. And so you don't get burnt out in those situations. You have to plan times where you're refilling yourself. So we'll do a whole episode on burnout, but that's my little, that shit is real. And it's hard. And after you assess your, after you add in those, those little pockets of you, like making sure you're filling yourself up, then you think, okay, what's draining me that I can cut? We need to cut the fat. We need to amputate sometimes some really big limbs. And that's fucking hard because you might realize, oh my God, the most draining thing in my life is, I don't know, like my weekly conversation with X, Y, and Z person or seeing this person at work or, and you can, um, oh, I just saw an episode I want to do, but you can look at your life and think about what you can absolutely cut, what you absolutely can't, what you can kind of tinker to maybe maintain some of that burnout. Hire out people, okay? Hire the fuck out. And I'm speaking to myself too. I think sometimes we get so caught up with shaming each other or like judging people if they hire out people to do things in their life. And I, whether that's on a business sense or a personal sense, I think it stems deeply from the ego being jealous of one another. Like how dare she have money to pay someone to do her laundry when I don't, you know, it's always like a, if you, if you could, you would, and I know you would, you know, so I don't know why we all shit on each other for extra things we add in our life when some people would probably do the same thing if they were in the same shoes, but hire out. Okay, read the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. That is literally for every single person here. Read it, listen to it on audiobook. I don't fucking know. Have someone else read it to you. Pay someone to read it to you. Drill it into your head because that book is empowering and that book will teach you a perspective on life you will you have never thought of before. And one of those perspectives is time is valuable. Your time is valuable. I waste my own time so, so much. Like TikTok, waste of my time. But I love it. I love it, but like waste of my time. I could in the two hours that I scroll TikTok sometimes, I could do two hours worth of work on my business and pay someone fucking 30% of what I'm making in those two hours to do something else for me that helps another part of my business or my businesses. Like get creative with it and potentially hire out because it's okay, okay? If paying money to someone who can come walk your dog for 30 minutes while you get in a meditation is gonna make you more sane, fucking do it. Skip the Starbucks, do it. Like redirect where you're putting your money because that's where you're putting your energy. Ooh, they got me hot. Okay. How are you always so damn fabulous?
because I had best friends like you growing up and we became fabulous fucking together. That's why. I don't know. I'm How do you keep your confidence intact as you get older and self-doubt creeps in? Oh my God, this question. Fuck, this is a good question. I don't know if I always keep my confidence intact. I've been working on my confidence. I never thought I would have to be someone that says that, but I am. I realized getting older, it's fucking hard. Because, not because I'm comparing to other people. And I think there's a difference. Some people compare externally, some people compare internally. I'm an internal comparison person. I'm not comparing myself to what another girl at my age looks like. I don't really fucking care about that because we all age differently. We're literally all unique individuals. We're not going to age the fucking same. I'm like, wow, I do not look how I used to look. I don't have the hips I used to have. I deal with the woman internal self self-hate, self-judgment. Um, and so that's actually been what has killed my confidence the most, I think, is myself, which that realization was really devastating for me because I never want to do that to myself. I love myself. How dare I, you know? If I can't, if the world is already harsh, I can't be harsh on myself. I am like, you know, you are your number one person, so... Stop being mean to yourself, first of all, because I was being really mean to myself in my words, in my thoughts, in the way that I, how I kind of talked about last episode, but like I always put so much on my future self's plate and I'm living in a constant state of stress on myself. And that is like not fucking healthy. I had to slow down, which counterintuitively makes me feel like I'm not fucking doing anything but I'm actually doing way more than I ever was because the slowdown aspect of my life is allowing me to work so much more efficiently when I'm actually working. Um, and yeah, I just looked in the mirror, had a really hard conversation with myself that, wow, I don't fucking have confidence anymore. And I've, I'm in the middle of finding it. I think what I've always done is the Rihanna clip where it's like. What do you do on those days that you don't feel that confident or fearless or powerful like you did out there? Uh, pretend. Fake it? Yeah. Until we make it? I mean, why not? It's either that or cry myself to sleep. Who wants to do that? Because I do. I fucking pretend all the time. When I, when I start gaining more weight, I pretend in the clothes that I wear because I haven't changed my style since I'm a little thicker. And because why the fuck should I have to, first of all, but I do believe there's different ways you can dress your body to look the best. Um, and that's all subjective, but like, I still roll up in my crop top and it takes a lot of pretending for me to still be hella confident. I'm not gonna lie. Um, so pretend and when you do have confidence, because confidence is a choice and it's a feeling and it's, it's a fucking feeling inside. I just, I guess this isn't really answering your question, but you, cause you wanted to know how I keep it intact as I get older. Um, I just think aging is so cool. I just think getting older is way fucking better 
than getting younger. I don't, I don't necessarily would say I want to be younger because then people are like, well, what if you knew what you knew now, but you could be 14? Well, no shit. I'd go back to being 14 because so much of life is the lessons that you learn and the experiences you go through. Um, but I think it's a really beautiful thing that we're, we get older every year and we, this is my, probably one of my favorite things when I think about aging and wrinkles. My dad loves wrinkles and he always says like, these are the marks of life. I have lived and you can see it. And I think that's such a beautiful way to look at something that happens naturally. I mean, we just try to force out everything natural in this world. It's so fucking weird. There's a, um, I'm also thinking of this. This is my other favorite thing when it comes to wrinkles or like, I don't know, your skin changing in S town. If you ever listen to the podcast series S town, I learned this in a watch. Um, in the back of the watch or in the back of a clock, there's little marks that you can see that are made. Uh, and only if you take the clock apart and look at it and, and you actually have like a watchmaker, this is a watchmaking term, I guess, or a watch repair term, but they have, the clock has marks on it on the inside and they're called witness marks. And I think that's really fucking beautiful because the lines and the cellulite and the stretch marks and the wrinkles are just witness marks to our life. And why the hell shouldn't you be confident about that? Some people don't get this many days on this earth and you do like have some fucking confidence in that. Have some like real talk with yourself that you are living something so spectacular and you are healthy and you are happy and you are alive. You're alive. Like find confidence in that. We don't talk about finding confidence in anything outside of beauty, but it's the same energy transfer. It can be applicable to anything else in your life. You have confidence when you show up to a meeting. You have confidence in knowledge. You have confidence in giving advice. Have some fucking confidence in being alive, in being who you are right now, that fires me up. That gives me fucking confidence. And also having amazing friends and having people in my life that feed me in such soulful ways, that gives me confidence. You know, knowing that I'm a good wife, knowing that I'm a good friend, knowing that I'm a good daughter, that makes me confident. And the self-doubt, some days it's hard. It's hard to kick that self-doubt. I know it. But you really have to look yourself in the mirror and be like, fuck off, self-doubt. Goodbye. Don't need you. We're not here for you because it's not real. Okay? Your brain is just only here to protect itself and your ego in a weird way is here to does that by questioning everything around it, running worst case scenario, 
circumstances. Like it's not a healthy way to be stuck in as a thought process. So the self doubt, you just have to push that aside and literally pretend and make a fucking mantra for yourself. I say this, I've said this a thousand times. I have an amazing one on my podcast highlights. If you want to go find it, it's also from, yeah, I am that girl by Alexis Jones. Okay. It's in there, but that's where I got it from. Um, say it to yourself every day, even if you feel stupid. Take, honestly, write everything, because this will be an easier list for you to do. Write everything out, or fucking journal it down in your phone. I don't care. Everything that you don't like about yourself. From emotional to physical, anything. Then take that list, cross out the I am not, or I suck, or whatever, and you write the opposite statement. So if it's like, I don't have enough money, you say, I have enough money. I don't like my brain. I love my brain. I don't like my thighs. I love my thighs. I don't like my hair. I love my hair. You go down, you change every single thing. And then you say that thing to yourself every fucking day, every day until one day, you know, what's going to start happening. You believe it. You believe it. It's crazy. I know it sounds insane. You literally believe it just by saying it. You believe it. You don't even have to believe it when you're saying it, but you start to believe it. You start to look down and you're like trying on a dress in Zara and all of a sudden you'll be hearing in your head, I love my thighs. And you're like, I do. I love my fucking thighs. I love them. I'm going to go fucking twerk my thighs in Walmart. I love them. So yeah, that's what I do. Just basically drill mantras into my head over and over and over and over and over. Last one. How to get through big life transformations in a small time period. Adulting is tough. That is tough. And it never gets easier, but you get better at doing it the more that it happens in your life, I think. Because um, we really are all just chameleon, chameleons. Like we all just change to our environment and fit and try to make the best out of the situations and the hands that were dealt. So I would say my first piece of advice when it comes to big life transformations, I think you almost need to have, this is going to sound darker than I mean it to be, but you almost need to have a funeral for that last, for the before transformation. Because sometimes we're talking about moving states. Sometimes we're talking about moving in with a boy for the first time. Sometimes we're talking about just, you know, ending college, going into your first job. Sometimes we're talking about graduating high school, going to college. I mean, any big life transition, transformation, or one day you wake up and you live next door to your best friend. And the next day you wake up and you will no longer be able to walk across the street and see her. Like those are big transformations. You need to pay homage and have almost like a burial for that, that first half of your life. And if another person's involved, like if that friend is no longer there, you need to like have a conversation with that friend where you can really be like, holy shit, this is changing. And I'm so excited for the future and it doesn't knock anything that's going to happen in the future or doesn't mean that I'm sad about what's happening. It's just, 
I need to tell you that like that chapter of my life was amazing or I'm really going to miss it. And you need to cry and you need to feel it and let your body mourn a little bit. And that's okay. I think sometimes, I don't know why, I don't know where this comes from, but we just have to get over it so fast. I think because life never stopped. So you, that next transition, whatever you're transitioning to just starts and you can't even like have time to stop and blink and think, but you need to make time for it and you need to be consciously making time for it because if you don't, it'll just blow by and it'll be this pit in your stomach that you don't realize that's what it's from until like a year down the road, you know, and then it's almost too late to go back and have those really meaningful. I mean, it's never too late, but like, it's still not the same energy, I guess I want to say. So spend time in that feeling really appreciate that if you're already in where if you're already in the transformation and you're now looking back being like wow how do I get over that sit in sit in where you used to be journal about it think about where you are now and where where you're going to be even um just spend some time with God or nature and the universe with it truly and just talk to yourself So I think it's the first and come to a place where you're so grateful that that happened, but you can't wait to look forward to what's going to happen. And then when, when all of this starts to shift, when you are in the thick of your new life and it sucks or you're having a hard time and it's the not fun part, be the best advice that I could give you is be nostalgic about it. Like, okay, when I miss certain parts of my life, I like, I will throw on music that reminds me of that time, or I will put on an outfit that reminds me of that time or watch a movie. And or I go back in my camera roll. Oh, God, don't scroll through your camera roll. So much you don't know. Okay, go through your camera roll. Let yourself be nostalgic because it's okay to miss that transformation. You know, it's okay to miss that before. And I think sometimes we feel like we just have to buck it up and move on. Like, no, that was a big, important chapter of your life. And like, God, it is hard to be a baby bird kicked out of your fucking favorite nest. It is. And that's one of the harder parts about getting older, in my opinion, is like, It's, oh God, it's like that TikTok that's when you realize you're never going to live under the same roof as your little sister again. I mean, I don't even, I can't think about that. I get existential. I don't like to say never say never, but it's those moments that you loved that you got so used to. And then all of a sudden in a short period of time, you're not living with her anymore and you'll never get to live with her again. And sometimes in those moments, you don't even realize that's what's happening. And it's so sad because why would you focus on that? You'd fucking be existential. So in a small time period of time, that is the toughest one because I think all of us truly need time, right? Time heals all things, time changes all things time is the missing link to healing so in a short period of time that just means you're gonna have to need you're gonna have to be a little bit kinder to yourself and allow 
allow time to heal. And it's not going to come as quickly as you want it to be. It's not going to come as fast as it took for you to transition. But just give yourself what you need, you know, like what I was saying, adding in those healing times um, in your day, do that with yourself. Just be kind with yourself and allow life to come up from underneath and refill those holes with new blooms, with new people, with new jobs, new spaces, new environments and memories. Because you'll never know how good the next chapter is until you're out of it and it's sad. And yeah, <clears throat> that's life. That's adulting, unfortunately. And there's a, there's definitely a positive and a negative to keeping your group super small and your world super small and your life small because you never have, have to really experience that change. I've had to experience a lot of change, you know? I've moved a lot, I've met a lot of people, I've lived a lot of lives, and as hard as that is, it's also really beautiful. I'd rather have those experiences than not. So sit in the nostalgia and the remembrance of that time of your life and just be so grateful for it because it's made you who you are and Without those people, without those experiences, you wouldn't be the amazing person you are today. So, yeah. This was a really good Ask Arlie. This is a whole episode worth of Ask Arlie's, and they were goodies. And I love you guys for it. And I am going to be putting up a story every day of Ask Arlie's just to build them. So if you ever want to ask me, just come over to my story on stay open and fill in the question box and I'll make sure I get to them even if I do one or two questions at the end of it, each episode. I just like connecting with you guys and I love giving advice. Obviously I sit on a microphone and do it um, for fun. And as always, like and subscribe. Um, download if you want to and then go back and delete the downloads because they take up so much space on your phone for real uh follow me on my instagram stay open podcast and on my personal instagram arletta argyle um i'm so grateful for you thank you for listening thank you for another amazing week if you haven't please leave a comment and a review because i love reading them and they're my favorite and they make me happy and i hope you have an amazing week ciao